Hello everyone and welcome to Orbital, the Gadget C60 podcast. Today I have here with me Gagan. Hey, happy to be here. And Akhil. Hey everyone. And we are going to talk about WWDC, that is Worldwide Developers Conference. It's Apple's biggest event of the year for developers. So the focus is of course on software, not hardware. And the most exciting thing over here is related to iPhone, that is iOS 10. So the most important feature that they have not announced yet, but what we've heard of through various leaks is Series SDK. What this does is it opens up Siri for developers so that third party apps can start using Siri for, for in their own apps. Quick example for this is so far you cannot call for an Uber cab via Siri. So now you can just ask Siri to call for a cab, order food via Zomato or send messages via WhatsApp. Thoughts on this guys? So it's something like what Google has already been presenting all this while. So the last uh, conference, Google I.O. Yeah. yeah, Google I.O. They also said that they're going to do something similar with Google now in which you can use a Google assistant to like uh, directly call onto some apps without having them being installed on your phone first. So in case you want to call for an Uber using the same example, then you can just ask Google now to uh, call a cab for you and they can do that. For, and it does that for you. You want to have a pizza, you just ask for a pizza. It will probably search for the app that will relate to that outlet's pizza or whatever you it is that you want and call accordingly. So I guess that's the right way to go. But will Siri really do that? I mean, have they said anything about that so far? No, nothing yet. But what we've heard so far has only been through leaks. So yeah. I think this will depend on each app developer to implement it in their particular app. It's not going to be a system level thing where Apple integrates an app, a third party app into the system so that even if it is not installed, you can say call an Uber. Yeah. I mean, I actually want to build on what Gagan actually said back a minute that uh, Google is going to sort of, what he spoke was about the instant apps, mm. which is that you don't have to download the, have the entire app present on your phone or download it if you don't want to. And you can just have spe specific modules of it installed depending on the use case. But uh, one part of what Siri's SDK means is that you can search within apps, which is something Google already does. You can go into Google now and the settings and specify what apps it is allowed to look into and what apps it is not allowed to look into. Which is great. I mean, if you want to ask, uh, say, Uber where the nearest nearest cab is, or if you want to order a pizza through Domino's, which you can't do by Siri right now. And I would love to have that. Because right now, if you ask Siri, say, how long till Gateway of India, it has no clue, but it does not tap into other things, not even Apple Maps. It instead throws up search results via Bing, which is, I mean, down and disappointing, right? So I would love to see that. But because right now, it's limited to going into, say, Google and then pressing the microphone icon or saying okay Google and then asking it the direction sort of thing. Yeah, that sounds to me like an India related limitation because I don't think Apple Maps is available in its entirety in India. So but probably that's, yeah. that's Siri's problem entirely. Yeah, I, mean, I think true. it's more sassy than actually useful. It's good for jokes. You can ask it a number of questions and it'll give you very sassy replies. It'll try to be sarcastic with you at some points, but it's not very useful when you really, really need it to do something. Yeah, so even integrating in that, it, it's uh, only four or five replies per question that you ask. So if you ask it something like Game of Thrones, then after a few tries, it will start giving you the same replies again and again. Right, but true, that's, that's the point. I mean, it can has Game of Thrones trivia, it'll build on the biggest shows, it'll tell you when WDC is happening, but it won't actually help you when you need directions or when you actually need to get stuff done on a day-to-day -day basis, which is more important, right? Yeah, the another problem with Siri is of course voice recognition. I have so many times noticed this. I try to tell Siri something and it's, it hears something entirely different which has nothing to do with what I said. Yeah. So on this note, last year in October, Apple acquired this company called Vocal IQ. 
which apparently uses machine learning to help improve voice recognition and it also has one thing that Siri lacks that is context. So if you like we were discussing in previous episodes, if you say something like how long to Gateway of India. So then it, it automatically picks up your location from here to Gateway of India, gives you the distance, will give you the weather at uh, Gateway of India. So features like that are missing from Siri, which are apparently there in this uh, vocal IQ software, which is now apparently going to be in, um, included in, in Siri itself. So we don't know much about it, but what, what we've heard so far is only through leaks. Um, but, but yeah, if this happens, then I mean, uh, do you think it's going to change everything about Siri? Right. So not only that, vocal IQ apparently also promises that it can do contextual searches which are time apart. So say if you search for a restaurant at 6 p.m. and you're like, okay, I want a Chinese restaurant with good parking, well, free parking, not good parking, I'm sorry, and Wi-Fi, it will do that, which Siri will do as well. But if say two hours later you ask Siri again, okay, instead of Chinese restaurant, can you find me a Mexican restaurant? Siri will fail on that aspect. But Vocal IQ apparently is supposed to work on that and it'll identify that you asked for a earlier restaurant and build on that search instead of sort of creating a new search is what if you know what I mean. Gagan, you're a regular Google Now user, right? So yeah. do you see any hope for Siri in this situation? I've tried using Siri. I never had too much luck with it. It was not very useful. But from what I've been reading so far, it seems like it's going in the right direction. But again, how well will it work in India? Now, that's the big question. Will it work with our apps? Will How well will the Indian developers work with Siri at the end of the day? Will Apple be open to that? There are a lot of other questions that come with it and our accents are obviously a problem. Yeah, Indian accent recognition improves with every version of iOS. But then again, that is my problem with it. Like Apple works on this annual release cycle. So every year in September, you'll have slightly better English, Indian English recognition. But then that doesn't help us, right? This has to be an iterative process that works on a month by month basis. Right, I think the problem is that I India itself doesn't have an accent. It, like there are so many Indian accents in general. Yeah, that doesn't seem it's, to be bothering Google. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem to be bothering I mean, exactly, Google because they're like, putting a lot of work in like, So I think that ties into Apple's bigger problem is that they'd wait too long for a cycle to develop software. So like hardware, it makes sense to release on a year basis or a two-year basis. But when you're working on software, you have to release faster. Google is continuously learning what you're doing. So if you search for a couple of things in two, three weeks on a continuous basis, by the next month, it will show you results depending on what you've searched for. Google can do Indian accents properly now. I mean, obviously, I don't know what kind of variety it can handle because I, I can't really speak 300 accents. But Google can handle English India, and Google now will even talk to you back in, in an accent, which Siri refuses to. This is only options are a British or an American accent. Yeah, That's I the thing, know the Google Siri. Maps as well. If you actually turn on the Indian accent, you get all the directions right. in an Indian accent. So, which is great, because if you're on Indian roads, you're not going to have something called Park Avenue, you're something going to have called Gandhi Mag. Yeah, which but is, I, I'm going to call, call you out on that one, because while the voice has an Indian accent, the pronunciations are all over the place. Like it, no, no, no. Not it, really. It, That's actually Dr. not true. Ambedkar. So like, no, if, it, if, if there's like a KL Walwarkar Marg over uh, right here downstairs, so what it'll do is it'll pronounce it in an American way, even though the voice has an Indian accent. So KL Walwarkar Marg or something. Well, so Walwarkar that used, is a very that, complex name. That not used a very to be an the, the case before, but now they have actually hired people in India or mm -hmm. actually people at here who can speak Hindi properly or the Indian languages and worked with them to develop Properly, so like instead, of, as you, for the example you gave, it will now say KL Balwakamak instead of KL Balwakamak. That's the thing. It makes a very big difference that way, especially when now that every cab driver is using uh, Google Maps for direction, every app is inter integrating Google Maps in uh, itself. It makes a huge difference. 
Yeah, true. So until and unless Siri improves its voice recognition part, I don't see it having that much of an impact in India. Actually, if you can't understand me, then now that we are talking about Google, do you think how do you think Google will integrate any of this? And what about all the Google users? Yeah, I have Mac? my doubts. I really don't know if Google will integrate Siri's SDK into its app. Already, if you notice, Google has material design on all of its iOS apps, which is just really really irritating if you're used to iOS and you like the way iOS is designed. But if you're coming from an Android ecosystem, or if you're coming from a Google ecosystem, then it's much better for you because it's familiar. But I, I really don't see Siri integrating itself. I mean, uh, Google integrating Siri in into so that's its a big problem iOS. for a lot of Google users, isn't it? I mean, like especially if they're into the Apple environment. If Siri is good, that is. Let's see. <laughs> At this point, we don't even know whether Siri is going to be yeah, any good. Yeah, most of us do end up blocking Siri. So yeah, that would be a disadvantage. I mean, because especially like I'm totally into the Google ecosystem, even though I'm on using an iPhone, and if Siri does allow SDK. To third-party app, but Google does not take it upon because Google already has its own Google thing. Um, that means I can't search for photos if, I, if I've clicked them, say, in Dubai through Siri and into Google Photos app. But I'd have to actually go into Google Photos app and then search for them, right? Yeah. So much of this depends on each developer. If they de integrate Siri properly, then great for users. But if they don't, then you are left in the lurch. Another thing that could use monthly or you know even daily update cycles is Apple Music. So this is something that has really suffered a lot thanks to their annual update policy. If not annual, at least this is something that's OS level integrated. Like it comes shipped with an iPhone. So every time there is an iOS update, which is maybe one month or two months um, for, per update, even if it is an incremental one, that is the only time when Apple Music bugs are fixed. Yeah, but so, how much has it actually improved since Apple Music was launched two years ago? What Honestly. are your problems with Apple Music? I mean, I have so many issues with Apple Music. I mean, I don't know where to start. Because there's also like, <laughs> just like so many random bugs that pop up, not just like on my side, but like bugs I hear from for my friends and family. And you're just like perplexed at some point as to why the software is so buggy. As to why couldn't Apple spend more time with it and release a better version in the first place? Or as you said before, provide more often updates instead of waiting six months or or every iOS version or something like that. I have two issues with Apple Music. So one is that the recommendations it gives me are all based on my initial selections. It gave me a list of bands to select, like which ones I like when I subscribe to the service. And since then, it's been giving me recommendations based only on that and not what I've been listening to from that point on. Now that's a big issue for me because my music taste has really changed because I tried to discover new music, but it just won't let me. Second thing is, whenever I download an, an album, which I want to listen to, it stays on my phone for just two weeks. So if I have it offline with me and I'm going on a trip, it, like midway through the trip, I'll probably lose all the tracks that I've downloaded. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why this happens. This probably is a bug that they have not fixed. Because I don't know if it's, it's a bug it's, or a security issue. It's a bug which what? is happening in very different ways. I mean, it's happening for Gagan in the way he said, and it also happened for me in the way that my iCloud music library just like disappears every time, every week or so. It, it wishes to, which is. I mean, it doesn't explain. It's happened before other people as well. Apple literally flew engineers off to, all the way to Australia to like recreate an issue which deleted 120 or 200 GBs of data someone had when they merged their Apple Music library with their existing iTunes library. And they haven't been able to properly give a fix which sort of solves everyone's problems. I should probably mention at this point that I use Apple Music on my Android device. <laughs> I'm yeah, but that iOS shouldn't user. make a difference. If they're offering the service still, on Android, it should work. Yeah, I mean, like still, I mean, iOS users may have their own set of problems, and this is the problem I'm facing with Android. Yeah. I mean, there's so many small problems. Like, I mean, if you're, say, you get onto a plane, and you're already playing a playlist, okay, and then eventually you put your phone in airplane mode, 
the song stops playing. It's things like, say you're downloading a playlist and say it has 87 songs, you're downloading all that playlist and now you have to like say, leave your home or leaving a Wi-Fi area. So you, don't, you can't download the playlist anymore and you wanna stop it, there's a chance, there's a very high chance, Apple will delete all of the music you have in that playlist instead of keeping half the downloaded songs. Yeah, I have not faced any of these issues, but I've heard from way too many people that they've had some minor issue or the other. So I guess the solution is to reboot your phone or sign out <laughs> and sign back in. Yeah, that doesn't know. work. Trust me, I'm an Android user. I reboot yeah. my phone all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't always work. You can, you can re reboot your phone. It's going to ask for your password again. Yeah. It might reset some things. It might, yeah. it might start working. It might not start working. Yeah, it is no solution and this should not be happening in the first place. And especially and for something you're paying monthly subscription for. Yeah. It's yeah. not like a free service or something. It's not free. They don't have a free tier. True. But one thing we're expecting from WWDC this year is a revamp of the Apple Music design. So I mean, what do you, how do you think they're going to change it? Yeah, my wish list has a web player. If they can do that, <laughs> just let me go to applemusic.com and play music from there, then that'd be great. Because so many of us uh, work in offices and we listen to music while working. And in so many of these cases, we don't even have admin access to our machines. So if we want to, we, we can't even install iTunes. So if you can't install iTunes, how do you play Apple yeah, Music Apple will songs? never ever give you a web player. <laughs> that's, that's a given, man. Apple will never be completely web browser friendly in yeah, any of its apps. Even now, iTunes is not web friendly at all. Like, exactly. If you, you want to see which apps are listed, there's no easy way to go to iTunes.com and search for all the apps. Exactly. Even if, I, if I want to buy an app on a machine on which my iTunes is not installed, I cannot do that. That's yeah. a big, big issue. They definitely should uh, remove I mean, I, this, this requirement that you have to install iTunes to play songs on Apple Music. That's that's just really stupid. I think that ties into a bigger Apple problem, yeah. doesn't it, Pranay? I think Apple has probably never been good that good at providing software as compared to hardware. It's been it's a it's a hardware company. I mean, let's face it, and they've never really cared about breaking down iTunes into different applications or remodeling iTunes from the get go or giving people a chance to like, as you said, access apps outside. Or as Gagan mentioned. That I mean, you, if you have an Android, you can go to play.google.com play and install apps from there on any Android device you own and is mm. right now turned on. Yeah. But if you go to iTunes.com, you can't do anything. You can't do anything, true. So what I'm expecting from this event is there's some kind of uh, uh, UI overhaul for Apple Music. Uh, iTunes, iTunes is getting an overhaul of some kind, but I expect that at least they do it for Apple Music and in the sense that I don't want it on iOS, but I definitely want it on the desktop. Um, iTunes just doesn't work for me, even though I've not really had any problems. I just open that app, it takes forever to open up, but once it opens, I select a playlist I want to play, it plays it fine, it doesn't hang, there's no skipping and all happening as it used to happen at launch time. But I have, I have no issues that way. But I really hope they have some kind of a new design with uh, a pleasing dark theme, that, that's on my wish list along with the web player. And yeah, so far, I mean, to describe Apple Music in one sentence, my favorite feature is its price. That's 120 rupees per month for one person and yeah, 190 for up price. to six people. It's just terrific value for money. I just wish they add a web player. That will make it perfect for me. No, I think you should have a much, much lesser boot up time. You know, the boot up time takes a while, you know, yeah. especially if you're driving and you want to start Apple Music somewhere that you really have to stop the car, wait for it to boot, select what you want. And, you know, they need something to simplify that whole process. So iOS 10 wishlist, what feature are you looking forward to? What do you want? Akhil first. Right, so ever so, since coming to iOS, I've always wanted the, the option for default apps. If I really want to use Firefox or Chrome instead of Safari, Apple should 
give people the option. Oh yeah, if you click a click on a link via WhatsApp or yeah, any other app. Yeah, if you click link literally anywhere, even if you click a link in Safari, it should be allowed to open in Firefox or Chrome. I, I think. I guess even camera would make sense. So like especially with the camera icon in the lock on the lock screen. screen. Oh yeah. 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 If if I could yeah. open say you in Snapchat, which is a camera technically, or any other camera app like Camera Plus, I should be able to. From yeah, I there. I don't think that's gonna come in iOS 10, but okay. I mean, yeah, this is a wish. I mean, certainly building onto that, you could say if the if you're playing music, the music icon in the left corner should work with Spotify, but I doubt Apple. Yeah, gonna I, have I like really don't think that's gonna come in iOS 10, but this is the wish list. Yeah, Gavin. Well, I just want Google integration, man. I want Google a launcher in iOS. <laughs> I want them to get rid of Siri and put the Google Assistant. That's what I want. Yeah, so Google <laughs> it's, services, a, it's a wish Apple list, man. I can wish for whatever yeah. I want. Total dream come so true. So basically, iOS 10 marshmallow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Never happening. Oh, whatever. Like, whatever N or O or P thing, whatever they yeah, want to call it. Well, you can enjoy your Android never when it comes in. <laughs> or iOS 10, no. Full stop. <laughs> Probably wish. All right then. Moving on to Mac OS 10. So no, for Mac OS, I guess uh, there are some new features coming in, like Siri. Again, very very useless. I don't know why they would have it on a desktop or a laptop <laughs> to begin with. Anything. Amazing how Gagan starts the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it says the most important feature is Siri and it's useless. But that's, the, but that's like the one that they're talking about. That's the one we know is coming on desktop, right? right. So yeah. it's just pointless. I don't know why I would want to talk to my computer. One reason I think it's been delayed so long and uh, why Amazon has launched uh, Eco Alexa in the meantime and Google has been able to develop its assistant to this level and launch it uh, is because, I mean, according to leaks again, this is a disclaimer, that see, Apple was very focused on privacy, so very focused on not collecting user data, user identifiable data, and then uh, using it to improve the service. I, 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 I we'll find out more when WWDC actually happens, but um, that's that's what we are hearing. Uh, macOS is uh, going to get rebranded. I mean, I don't know if it's going to happen with this version or the next, but we've been hearing this for a time. This uh, Roman numeral from this OS 10 is going to go away, and it's going to be called macOS. Does this change your life in any way? Does it affect you at all? Nope, not at all. Moving on. <laughs> Support for Touch ID, a fingerprint sensor, um, could be announced at WWDC. Now, we have to understand that the thing that we are ma most waiting for is new Macs. The new Macs are not going to come in until the final version of OS 10 is released. That's going to happen only in October. This is when iOS 10 and OS 10 are going to be announced in a preview mode for the next three months. So developers can build their apps on, on these two new platforms. So once that is announced, that's again October. That's probably uh, September or October is probably when we'll see new Macs. And the support for fingerprint sensor will only happen once the new hardware comes in. But assuming it does, will it change your life on, on a Mac? It actually does make a big difference, especially if it in will integrate with third-party applications. If it integrates with my uh, with LastPass, which already has all my passwords stored on it, it it's amazing. And it, it even has my credit card information that way, so I don't have to re-enter credit card information or fill forms myself manually. I just have to put my swipe my finger once on it, and it will happen. If that works, if it works that well, then yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, I mean, speaking of the password thing, I, I use one password and every time I'm keying in my master password, I keep looking up, looking around if there's any CCTV camera looking at my keystrokes to check my master <laughs> password. But that kind of thing I won't have to worry about when I use, um, if I use Touch ID on, on the Mac. Yeah. Uh, just touching on one small point on the Macs. Uh, it's been, I think, more than one year since the last, uh, since Macs were updated, all of them, barring the single port 12-inch MacBook. Uh, that got a Skylake uh, Core M processor sometime this year. And the MacBook Air didn't get a new processor, just got a base variant upgrade to 8GB RAM. 
Um, so do you guys think uh, Apple should cut the price because it's selling all of its Macs at uh, flagship top of the line prices, MRP almost? Yeah, MacBook Air should ideally become the entry level Mac at this point because they're not going to upgrade it with a Retina display, they're not going to do much with it. If they upgrade it with a Skylake processor, it would be absolutely fantastic but it's unlikely because it just got an upgrade. But otherwise, besides that, I think they should cut the price down at least on the Air series to make it more affordable, to make it a good entry point. So, uh, Gagan, any final thoughts on WWDC 2016? Well, I mean, if they do announce something about the hardware, I hope it's not more USB-C ports. <laughs> that's that's what I'm praying but for. But that's where so. the world is moving, man. Yeah, yeah but everything is going to be USB-C. Ah, that's going to be so painful. <laughs> but no, I mean, I think you should at least wait a couple of years before they do it to the Pro version of, of MacBook. You need to have a powerful machine which can be a little more friendly to what's currently out there than be completely future ready. That's right, I mean, true, I agree. I mean, just giving them people one USB-C port and expecting them to buy like six, seven adapters for different usage <laughs> from using USB 3 from to using HDMI makes no sense to me. Yeah, it's going to become like an octopus. I'm going to have dongles hanging out of every port. <laughs> <laughs> true. Um, I guess that's all we have for the show today. And we will see you with another episode sooner than one week. It's going to come out in just two days. <laughs>